You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. So we all love to rest at this time of year, don't we? Who likes to rest? Yep, a few of us. Christmas and the New Year, it's, it's, it's traditionally that time where we get to rest or some of us, if we're not working night shifts and things like that. For me, I, I love resting with family and friends over the Christmas break. Even as we've been away the last few weeks, we got the chance, well, young kids, you never truly rest, do you? But we had little windows of rest as we spent time with friends like family up in Queensland. It's, it's such an important thing, isn't it, to set aside intentional times where you can rest and enjoy relationship with quality people. And for me at least, another reason I love this time of year is because the calendar is jam-packed full of sport. Yeah? Who loves resting and watching sport? Only a few of us? Okay, that's okay. Test cricket, BBL if you like that kind of thing, the Australian Open, A-League men's, all the good things to enjoy. And this time of year is also a great time to, to rest and, and catch up on some new release movies. Finally, after COVID, all the movies that were in production are now coming out. How exciting is that? Maybe some that we haven't seen, or, or perhaps this is a time where you want to catch up on a Netflix series you haven't seen yet. Rest is a good, good gift from a good, good God. And yet... You knew there was a yet coming, didn't you? And yet, as with every single good gift, because God is the giver of good gifts, isn't he? Every single good gift, as with them all, we're so good at misusing rest. We're so good at misusing rest. Amy D. Marcangelo, she's a writer for the Gospel Coalition. She explains this really well. She says, Instead of enjoying rest the way we were designed to, we're tempted to overindulge and drift into laziness. We can feel the difference between watching a movie at the end of a productive day and watching a movie at the end of an aimless one. As image bearers of God, we were created to work and our faithfulness to that calling is vital to our enjoyment of rest. So... How do we rest but rest well? How do we rest without that very easy thing? It comes naturally to us as human beings. How do we rest without succumbing to laziness, idleness? How do we rest and work effectively and glorify God as we do it? Well, today what I'm going to do is I'm going to share and then expand on four key principles that Amy shares in her great article, Am I Resting or Just Being Lazy?, to help us to grow in discerning the difference, in discerning the difference between rest and laziness, so that we can all grow, continue to grow as people who rest well. So how about we pray as we come around God's Word today? Yes, Lord Jesus, we, we just invite you to speak to us, Holy Spirit, Come and move in our hearts. Come and speak where 
your words need to be heard deep within our souls. Lord, we, we recognize that your word is truly a gift to us. And so we want to we receive it, we want to be open to it, and we want to invite you to come and minister and, and guide us in what rest looks like and how we can be people in 2023 and in this season of 2023 who rest really well. So, yeah, speak, God. I'll get out of the way. Speak through me, Jesus, and may you get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's, it's simple, really, when it comes down to it. When, 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 you, when you boil it all down, it's as simple as this. God prioritized rest, and therefore so should we. Yeah? If you think back to the very beginning, back to the creation narrative in Genesis, what did God do? On the seventh day, he rested. Now, this is God we're talking about, right? The almighty, omnipotent, eternal creator of everything seen and unseen, he rested. Genesis 2, 2 to 3. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Now, here's the thing. God didn't rest for his benefit. He rested for our benefit. After all, as the prophet Isaiah declared in Isaiah 40, verse 28, our Lord is, what? The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow weary. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. God don't need no rest. He doesn't need to rest. So why did he rest? Well, in resting, God, God actually set a precedent for us. He instituted, if you like, an ongoing gift for our own souls, a gift that keeps on giving. As uh, Amy says, she says, by resting on the seventh day, he knit rest into the fabric of creation. It's because our creator rested first that we're called to recognize the Sabbath. Sabbath rest isn't only a practice to imitate, but a gift to receive. It's meant to bless us, to give us a break from our toil so we can realign our hearts to behold our God. What an awesome God. If you think about rest like that, what an amazing God. He instituted the Sabbath, a weekly day of rest, and, and remember, if you work, shift work or whatever, and you can't make it in person every Sunday, Sunday doesn't have to be your Sabbath. It could be any day of the week. The point of it is, it's a day set aside to rest, to recuperate, a day for our good, for our enjoyment. And you know, Jesus himself, it's always good when you're thinking of topics to say, hey, did Jesus have anything to say about this? Well, he brought home this truth in, in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, when he said that the Sabbath was made for who? For man, not man for the Sabbath. So in other words, Jesus is saying we shouldn't keep the Sabbath because we think it's something that we should do. Yeah? 
out of a sense of duty or something. That's not what the Sabbath is for. We should keep the Sabbath, though, because it's God's good gift for us. It's been given by our God who rested as a precedent for our own good, our enrichment, our joy. Okay, so rest. Rest in and of itself is good, but not all rest is good or brings honour to Jesus. As humans, I said it earlier, we're, we're susceptible in our natural, unregenerated state, we're susceptible to being lazy and slacking off. So how can we discern this difference between rest and laziness and ensure we're resting and working well? Well, here's the first of Amy's four ideas she shares. And it's this, rest should have a rhythm. Rest should have a rhythm. How do you normally feel at the end of any given day? Tired. Good. That's what I wrote down, so we're on the same page. You know, we get, we get to a certain time of each day. If you've got young kids, normally it's about 6 a.m. when your kids wake you up. Mom! 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 And you feel tired already. We, you know, you feel tired. For some of us, it's earlier in the day like this poor mum. I think that's about 7 o'clock by the time having a morning coffee. But, you know, the thing is we all appreciate as human beings that we get physically and mentally tired from life and we need rest. We need to rest. What can happen eventually if we don't sleep for days and days and days and days and days? Well, we'll get incredibly sick and in rare occasions, but it can happen, we can actually die. That's medically true. Our bodies are purposefully designed by our Creator God to need rest, to need sleep. And for adults, maybe some of us get this, we need seven or more hours each and every night. Does anyone get that? Don't tell me because, oh man, 12 hours, gosh. Do you want to babysit our kids so we can, no? Okay. And, and here's, here's, good th- here's a good one. How, how many hours does a newborn need? Anyone want to have a guess? Pretty close. Between 14 to 17 hours a day. And everyone says, oh, to be a newborn again. (laughs) Each of us needs sleep to rest well. But it's not only sleep that we need, is it? We don't only need sleep to rest well. We also need time with other people to rest well. You know, even in faithfully meeting together on a Sunday morning or whenever it is we meet together as the church, that is actually part of the Sabbath rest and rhythm that God has created for our good. Yeah? Being with other like-minded people to uplift us, encourage us, spur us on in the faith is a thing that God's designed for our good as part of rest. Time even, you know, set aside to eat together, to enjoy fellowship with others, Any time that we regularly just set aside, say, yep, this is is sacred in a sense. I'm not going to eat into this time. Out of our regular day-to-day routine, maybe if we're retired or we're employed right now, to break bread and to enjoy the company of other people. And this rhythm, as Amy DeMarcangelo suggests, 
nourishes both our bodies and our souls. God's made us to enjoy his creation and one another. Friends, let me ask you a question. Does your rest have an intentional rhythm? Are you intentional with setting aside regular times to to rest with family, church family, and friends? And here's a challenging one for all those binge-watching Netflix. Do you have adequate sleep? Do you have adequate sleep? Are you honouring God by not overworking so you can physically and mentally recover and better honour him in the day still to come? Friends, you and I, we really need rest. And we all rest best when our rest has a rhythm. Okay, so that's the first. Rest should have a rhythm. And here's the second. Rest should refresh. Rest should refresh. Who's ever got to the end of an evening sitting, watching something on Netflix or one of the catch-up apps, maybe only getting up to grab some TV snacks and chips and stuff like that or, or for a pit stop and felt far from refreshed? Who's ever had an evening like that? I have. I've had many evenings like that. I've had those times where I've thought about all the important things in life that I, that I could be using this time to invest in. My marriage, seeking and knowing Jesus better, reading a book, investing in other life-giving, refreshing hobbies that I enjoy. And while I know all that, I've still chosen to neglect them in order to spend or perhaps waste my evening watching Netflix. Now hear me, I'm not saying Netflix is the spawn of Satan. I'm not saying that at all. Netflix is another good gift from God in, in context, in the right, you know, uh, at the right place. Some nights, Netflix is about the only thing that you're going to be able to do with the amount of energy that you've got. What I'm saying is, is not so good is this. When, when, we're, when we're prompted by God, when it's on our heart or in our mind or we really discern that God is inviting us and challenging us to actually do something constructive with our time, you know, good, pleasing pursuits that will bless us, bless others, honour God, and we still choose that path of least resistance, the path of laziness, and just chill out with Netflix while we already know we've been prompted, there is an issue with that. I'm sure we can all see that. Proverbs 13.4 says, The soul of the sluggard, which in modern, modern language is a lazy, sluggish person, craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. We all know this wisdom rings true, doesn't it? Laziness doesn't bring us anything, but ultimately, in the end, might be a, a momentary fleeting moment of pleasure or quasi-fulfillment, but ultimately it brings us nothing but disappointment and regret. Diligence or being intentional with how we choose to spend our time refreshes and brings forth great blessings for us and others to enjoy. I like how Amy comments on this. She says, If our rest makes us feel less motivated, less inspired 
and less inclined to get back to work, it's probably a signal we've succumbed to laziness. Laziness has a way of perpetuating itself. Rest should be refreshing. Whether it's our brains or our bodies that are most tired, rest re-energizes us for the work God's called us to do. You know, re-energizing rest looks different for all of us. For some of us, we, we are filled up, we feel rested when we've been out in the garden for a morning. And then we're able to sit with a cuppa and look at our handiwork and marvel at God's creation. For some of us, that's what rest looks like. For others, might be reading a book. And still for others, if you're an introvert, cover your ears right now, you might be super re-energized and feel rested by spending hours and hours of in-depth, meaningful conversations with different people all day, and that's how you feel most rested. And I'm sure all of us right now, even as we've thought on those things, you'll be thinking about the rest thing for you, that rest thing that brings you, um, re-energizes you and brings you life. So here's the question for all of us. When was the last time you intentionally rested in a life-giving, re-energizing way? When was the last time you did that? And if you kind of reflect on it honestly and go, I can't even remember the last time I rested. It was way too long ago. Here's another challenge. When this week are you going to set aside time to do that, to set aside time so you can? You know, friends, we've all got 24 hours in our days, don't we? We all have 24 hours in each day and we mightn't feel like it at times in different seasons. We've got different things pressing on our time resources. But the reality is all of us can choose how we spend the majority of them. Yeah? I'm too busy to read my Bible. No, you're not. You're prioritizing something else over reading your Bible. Let's just say it straight. Oh, I'd really love to to hear God's voice. Okay, well, maybe you need to turn off TV of an evening and just sit and wait and abide like we sung this morning so you can learn to discern his voice. You know, like... Let's, let's not beat around the bush. We all got 24 hours. And so here's the question for all of us. How are we going to use the hours that God gives us this year? How are we going to use those hours that God gives us in 2023 so that we can rest and be refreshed? All right. So one, rest should have a rhythm. Two, rest should refresh And here's one I love. Three, rest should reorient. And Amy DiMarcangelo, she says it beautifully in her article, so I'm just going to quote her. She writes, Indulging in laziness has a spiritual effect. We become less sensitive to the spirit and more numb to temptation. Idleness is a subtle segue into sin and tempts us to grow callous toward God. Rest, however, reorients us. It reminds us that though work is important, it's not all there is. We were made to know, love, and enjoy relationship with God. He doesn't value us based on our productivity. 
Maybe a couple of us need to hear that today. He doesn't value you based on your productivity. We can slow down and sit at his feet. We can put aside our tasks to commune with him as we explore creation. We can prioritise time with others, making memories and sharing laughter as we were created to do. Amen to that, I say. I'm wondering, friends, does your rest reorient your heart? Does your rest, does the the ways you rest actually reorient your heart? Does the way you rest from, from work or whatever commitments you might have as you're a retiree or whatever it is you're doing, does your rest allow you to stop long enough to see and savour and enjoy Jesus, your saviour? Or does your rest involve, I don't know, doing a range of other things that aren't bad in and of themselves? They're just not the best things. Does your rest involve doing those things that actually, if you really evaluate it, kind of serve as a bit of a barrier from you in actually turning towards Jesus and reorienting your heart towards him? Friends, when we rest well, when we rest well, our hearts and affections will be reoriented to look to and enjoy our beautiful Saviour, the one who promises to give us rest and not just rest like our worldly ears would kind of in our times think of rest as like going on a holiday to rest, but rest for our souls, deep abiding spiritual rest. That's in Matthew chapter 11, if you want to look at that. So, rest should have a rhythm. Rest should refresh. Rest should reorient. And here's the final one for today. Rest should bear good fruit. Rest should bear good fruit. Has anyone ever studied the life of Jesus and focused in on how Jesus actually rested. Has anyone ever done that before? No? Well, if you've never done it before, I encourage you, go and do it this week. It's a great thing to do. You know, uh, by the way, has anyone been tuning in with The Chosen, Series 3? Yeah, so in the, the later episodes, it's, it's giving us a bit of a picture of just how in demand Jesus was during his earthly ministry. When, when things started to ramp up, when he, when he started to actually announce and declare who he actually was, all of a sudden we're seeing the hunger that people have for him and the desire that they have to connect with him and, and be healed or, or find spiritual meaning and purpose and identity. It's really quite good. I highly recommend it. And even in, in one of these last episodes of The Chosen, you just see it. Jesus is in demand. It's, it's the beautiful story of the woman with the issue of blood and there's just this crowd all around Jesus and they just want a piece of him. Everywhere he goes, it's this crowd is just following him and people were running towards him. People were reaching out to him and you know we read the Gospels and that's what we see portrayed over and over again. Jesus was a man in demand. And, you know, the, here's a good, good example in Luke's gospel. And this is the context. Jesus has just performed yet another miracle, testifying 
that he is no ordinary man, but he is the son of man, God's own son, God in the flesh. Jesus has just cleansed a leper, and here is Jesus. This is the immediate thing that Jesus does after this point. In Luke 5, 15 to 16, it says, But now even more the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Jesus regularly withdrew to desolate places, which means places without people. He was alone to pray, to rest in the best way, in the best person that he could, in the arms and the presence of his own Father God. Jesus' rest had a rhythm. You, you, do, you do a study this week. You look through all the Gospels and you'll see a pattern where Jesus does some incredible things, declares the kingdom, and then he goes and rests. You'll see this over and over again. Just because he's God in the flesh, he's still modelling this need to rest and depend on God, on his Father. Jesus' rest had a rhythm. His rest actually refreshed him and gave him the strength and the vision to fulfil that which he was called to do. And Jesus' rest regularly, it reoriented his heart. Because I don't know, like, Jesus obviously was without sin, but I reckon there would have been plenty of temptations as he's healing people, as he's seeing people's lives transformed before his very eyes, as he's rubbing dirt in people's faces and all of a sudden they see. Like, you can imagine that he would have been getting a lot of acclaim. People would have been praising him, saying, oh, wow, Jesus, you are, you, are almighty, you are amazing, you know. And I reckon that an element of Jesus' kind of safeguarding his heart and reorienting it is actually, God, I just want all the praise to go to you. I'm going to rest in you. I'm going to come to you. I want you to get the glory and the praise. And, yeah, so it reoriented his heart to see and honour his Father. And Jesus' rest resulted in the most amazing fruit coming from his life and ministry with countless people's lives and hearts truly changed, transformed. There's no question that the way in which Jesus rested contributed to the good fruit that came about in his life. Why? Because he was totally dependent on the Father. I don't know... I only do what I see the Father doing. I only do what Father asks me to do. Now, important, we are not Jesus. Just newsflash here. We don't have Jesus' unique call. We weren't called to, to love and lay down our lives for all people in existence in the same way that Jesus was. But we are all called to love God and love Others, and doing this involves following his sacrificial example. Sacrificially laying down our lives to serve and bless people. And this kind of living, this kind of reliance on God and living for the good of others brings God honour and pleasure. And rest, if we're resting well, if we're in a healthy rhythm of rest, if our rest is refreshing and 
reorienting our hearts to seek and savour our saviour, our rest will, guaranteed, it's, it, it just will. It will bear good fruit. It absolutely will. I'm going to quote Amy one final time to close. And then I just, I just felt like God just wanted to, me to pray over all of us. Pray over all of us at the start of 20... Well, it's still the start for me anyway. I'm back from holidays. It feels like the start. At the start of 2023, that, that we would grow as people who rest well. That we would reap the rewards of growing as people who rest in our Saviour and are empowered and strengthened from that place to do all the things that he calls us to do. So here's what Amy says. She says, While laziness is the indulgence of self, it's true, rest is enjoyed for the glory of God and the good of others. Our problem doesn't always lie in what we're doing, but in how we're doing it. So consider the fruit. Laziness yields selfishness. Rest readies us for service. Laziness procrastinates and avoids our responsibilities. Rest re-energizes us to undertake those responsibilities. Friends, all of us want to be people who rest and work well, don't we? We all want to be those people. All of us want to be people who passionately and joyfully and energetically love God and love others beautifully, just like Jesus. That's what we're about as a community here at Liberty. That's, that's our, our tagline, loving God, loving others. That's what we're about. And the good news is we can be those people. We can be those people, not through our own efforts and willpower and all that sort of thing. We join with God in the work that he wants to do, obviously, but as we allow the Holy Spirit, as we allow Holy Spirit the room in our hearts to transform us and draw us close to abiding Christ so we rest well and are then encouraged and energized for every single opportunity and season that is ahead of us as we walk in step with him. Amen? How about we just get in a place of just tuning in to God, waiting on Him? Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we desperately need you. Aside from you, Jesus, we can do no good thing. Not one. You are life itself. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, you are the very bread of life. You are what we we need in order to do anything. And God, we, we just... I just pray for all of us, God, that we would grow this year as people who rest well. That we would grow as people who, who refuse to conform to the patterns of this world, even when it comes to rest, where sadly so many spend their days just with mindless entertainment or just zoning out 
plonking down on the couch night after night after night. Lord, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being judgmental in saying that. It's just the reality of how so many choose to spend their hours. But Lord, we know that we have been created by you for a purpose and that purpose is to share the gospel with others, to live intentional lives, to live different lives so that we, through our example, others would look to us and it would be like a mirror where immediately they would then see the cross. They would see Jesus reflecting back. And so God, in order to do that, we need to be people who know how to rest. We need to grow as people who rest and rest from our work and do our work diligently. But when we're resting, we don't succumb to laziness. Holy Spirit, we, we just invite you to humble us. Humble us, humble us where we need humbling, God. Humble us so that we can really listen to people around us who know us even better than we do. We've all got people like that in our lives. Maybe people who can tell us that we actually, we're just burning the candle. We're, we're working way too much and our work is keeping us from resting and the most important thing. Or perhaps we know that we've just been lazy. Maybe we, even right now, we've recognised that we've kept on a bit of a, a slothful way after COVID's finished up and we're, we're continuing in on that path where, of laziness and sloth. God, forgive us. Forgive us, we pray. And Lord, I pray for, for all of us that, that this year would be one where we learn to rest well, where we learn to work and rest well and find the balance there and resting in relationship with you as we honour and please the only one who's ever worked and rested perfectly, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your example, Jesus. And we pray that even this week, you would reveal more about your example of working and resting and reliance and abiding in relationship with your Father. And God, we would then outwork that with your help, Holy Spirit, in our own lives so we can grow and rest well. We give you glory, Jesus. We give you glory and we give you all the honour and praise that is due your name. You are so good, you are so kind, and you created rest. You instituted rest for our good so that we might be able to draw near to you and draw near to others. And in the process, God, that we would be able to know you all the more and invest in relationship and encourage other people to know and enjoy you all their days too. So God, help us, guide us, shape us as people who rest well, and may 2023, may this year be the year that we look back on in years to come where we know that that was the year where something shifted, something changed, where you did a work in our hearts so that we continued to grow, or maybe even for the first time, we developed patterns and rhythms in our lives that helped us to grow as people who rest well.
May we rest in you, Jesus. May everything that we do, may everything that we say, may every single thing in our lives come from that place of deep rest in you. And may you be glorified as we go about life lived following you and for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.